0: Hello, and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast The podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week My name is Zach and the host joining me this evening is the birthday boy and dapper DM Troy Samblin Hi <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I, one of, it's quickly becoming one of my favorite days of the year
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's coming. I'm glad it's somebody's favorite day of the year Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah uh, I I was, I got up this morning to see one Discord chat wishing Troy well and slowly steering into GIF territory. Mm-hmm. And then I saw Gurk and the rest of Discord like picking up the torch and carrying it into another Discord channel and just continuing on there. And then here in Twitch, it's just a win of a day. Um, it's just a
1: win of a day. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if y'all had seen my, uh, Facebook feed. Yeah. Or my Facebook uh, wall, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, got got some uh little old-timer, you know, comments mm-hmm. and
0: mm-hmm.
1: things like that, yeah.
0: Well, you're the big 50, right? Like that I am. I am. Yeah. Wow. I wow.
1: am. I, I think I I I should be getting my Grognard card. Oh, in the mail. Um, any day now, I'm I'm assuming.
0: Well, this is, this is not going to go well for me either, but I'll note that uh, you turn 50 this month, and then uh, in, in just a few weeks, I turn 30. And I will tell you that it's not probably near the point that you're at, but for Zach, 30 is like the beginning of the end. Like 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 for Troy um you're probably reflecting on the reality that there are more days behind than now are ahead. Yeah. Sort of a thing. For for me it's like just there's a black abyss staring past and uh, I don't know what what I don't know if there's days or anything. Yes. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's uh yeah, it'll be an interesting, it'll be an interesting experience. Well, um,
1: well let and, me assure you experience. that that black abyss only gets deeper <laughs> <Yeah>. and darker.
0: <laughs> yes, as you as you travel as, along.
1: As you travel forward.
0: Yes, perfect. Well, uh, yes, and B- Baradrood, I think you're probably right. 40 is where the true slide happens. Yeah, I think if, if we're going to keep the slide metaphor, I think 30 is where you grab the rungs of the ladder of the slide and you start to climb up knowing that there's a slide when you reach the top.
1: I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like it's that, you know, when you're, when you don't like heights. Oh and you yeah. Go, and you go to a water park and you're standing, you know, you're, you're going the, the, the stairwell or whatever that goes back and forth. Yep. Yep. You're kind of like that's, that's, you know, from birth to the top of the platform is 30.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like I can, you,
1: you, you cross up, And then like, you're kind of like standing in line and you kind of do that. You kind of lean over just a little bit and look past the line and you <laughs> see where the, where the guy is there getting you ready. And you yep. know, that's 40. It's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yep. shit. Nope. you're exactly right. That's it. Yep. You can see the end of the line and you realize that you didn't want to be in the line in the first place.
1: Yeah. And you can't get, you can't, jump out.
0: Yeah. That you're that's, worse. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah. We're just like <laughs> <laughs> I bought uh, tickets
1: for a ride I didn't want to be on.
0: That's right. <laughs> well, uh so today we were gonna have John and we were gonna have a we had a cool topic lined up, uh, but we're not gonna do that because uh, John screwed up we would up. like to have, yeah, yeah, he screwed it up. He's sick. Um so instead we pulled an audible and Troy and I went to our topics Document, and we picked none of the things, but it did get our um, our uh, ideas flowing. Yeah, and I think we have a good topic for today. Like I'm, I'm excited about it. A, a good two topics, right? Good two topics. Yeah. So let's start. Let's start with the first one that you don't know anything about. Um, this is a news article. It was actually. On Polygon, um, what I saw, and we don't necessarily need to talk about the news article itself. I think it's more important, or I just liked the the thing that they brought up, which is the the title of the article is Powered by the Apocalypse is the Best Way to Get Started with Tabletop Role-Playing Games. Okay. So my question to you, Troy, is are they Right. If not, what is the right answer? Uh,
1: I would not say that they're wrong. Because as far as I know about Powered by the Apocalypse, it's a it's a, a looser rule system, an easier rule system
0: mm-hmm.
1: than D&D. Um, mm-hmm. but having said that, uh, there are, there are a few systems that are the wrong
0: way to get people introduced into, into role-playing games, that's for sure. Um, so, real quick, BearDroid's asking about the rundown of the system's mechanics. It's super simple. Let yeah. me do that just in two seconds here. You only ever roll 2d6. Um, a 1 to 6 is a miss, a 7 to 9 is a mixed success, and a 10 plus is a complete success um you select from a list of like archetypes especially if you're doing something like monster of the week you select from archetypes and you i think the thing that makes it the most unique in my opinion is the list of actions because mm-hmm. it's not so much that you you see what you want to do but those things that you want to do like oh, i want to fight this monster or i want to i want to search this room for clues fall into specific categories. And there's like eight categories. And so you say, ah, I want to, I want to look, you know, scour this room. And your DM says, that sounds like the, what you want to do is investigate a mystery, which is a type of action. And you say, yeah, that's what I want to do. And then you roll your 2d6. You add very minor modifiers based off your character. Typically like, like plus two would be a big deal. Um, and, um, it kind of like the action kind of walks you through what a success or a mixed success or whatever equals for that type of a thing. So investigating a mystery, if you just get a regular success or a mixed success, you might have a, you might find a clue, but it might be something bad might happen or something, you might lose something or there might be a complication to that. If you succeed a 10 or more, you probably uh, get the answer that you're looking for. And if you roll a 12 or better, especially if you're playing with levels, you can maybe even do things like say, oh, I succeeded, I got the answer I was looking for, and I can ask another question that the DM has to answer that pertains to this event. Uh, but it's really fast, really, really fast, and the whole idea of this system is the story moves forward with every dice roll. Um, there's no stalling, there's no down spots. If you're rolling dice, the The DM's job is to grab those results and push the story along. So, sorry, that was a long, longer than I intended it to be, but quick and dirty.
1: Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's it's, it would be a great system to teach people about tabletop role playing. Um, So you you know you're not it eliminates a lot of the. Is am I correct in? All dice are rolled by the players. No dice are rolled by the DM. Um,
0: Is that true? Let me think about this. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, like in combat, when you take a combat action, the monsters immediately respond with an action. Like it's it's a tit for tat, damage for damage. It's very simple. It's, um, right anyhow, yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. I guess I guess it would be a very very good system to to teach people about role-playing games. Um, I think a lot of systems out there, you know, D&D included, are good for learning how to play role-playing games. Um, As long as you've got someone that really knows what they're doing and and knows how to kind of strip away all of the unnecessary chunk or Mm -hmm. crunch for those new people.
0: Um, Yeah. I think, I think I, on my first glance, I was like, yep, I agree with this. Like, I love that system. I love running it. I love teaching people. I can get behind this. On a second glance, I said, but there are systems that do cooler things with dice. Okay. And the perfect example of that is Mothership or Alien, right? Mm -hmm. Where, like... You're going to roll your 2d6 in a PBTA situation and be like, oh, I understand what's going on. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Dice don't get in the way. The mechanics don't get in the way. It's fun storytelling, quick moving. Everybody's kind of contributing. But at the end of the day, all you really did was roll 2d6 and have a very simple metric system for success.
1: Yeah.
0: I won't walk away from that and say anything other than, oh, that was cleverly simple. When I introduce something weird, or something that 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 is emulating uh, an aesthetic or a feel or a an atmosphere or a a, a a a setting like a like a franchise or what, like if when it's doing things because sure. of the dice that really add to the feel of the thing. That's when I get excited, and I like the stress and panic dice are a perfect example. I think also a more robust version of the powered by the apocalypse is like the uh, oh the fantasy flights system that they did for oh, Edge yeah, of Empire so, and Star yeah. Wars, right? Like where you have to like it's almost like reading the bones, right? Yes. As a DM, where you like cast it out, and then you have to look. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. There's another one that does it like this. Well, it's um, Warhammer warhammer fantasy Mm -hmm. where you cast them and then you read and you're like oh okay you got this but then there's this complication and then oh it's a soft like there's just so much that the dm reads into it and then has to interpret that for the players i think that's really cool too yeah
1: but also to me it while cool i kind of feel like you probably need to have a, a at least a bare bones knowledge of how a Role-playing game works, and, yeah. I think and using dice with weird symbols on them that that yeah you yourself can't read <laughs> probably isn't the best way to you know learn how to do role-playing games.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's why Mothership or Alien are a great blend of both because you're still only rolling d6s. You're really not even doing math. You're just looking for ones and sixes. It doesn't get a whole lot simpler than that but yet the dice are doing something interesting. And so I would say PBTA, or just because I think everybody can pick up alien and kind of know what's going on. Probably Mm -hmm. alien.
1: Yeah. I think, I think alien has the added benefit that if you, uh, I mean, if you're familiar with the franchise, it helps you understand. Yeah. You know, so yeah, or, or even, even mothership. If you couch it in the, Oh, this is very much like an alien setting
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like the movie and then people can kind of oh okay yeah that makes sense and then they understand oh yeah because they were they were all freaked out so the stress die thing yeah that makes sense
0: yeah yeah well i'm glad we're in large agreement there i think um and i agree with you like you could introduce people with the india or whatever like and and i think the the true answer here is you introduce people via the the idea that interests them. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter how cool the alien system is. If you don't care about sci-fi horror, you're not going to win. You're not going to like it. Um, If what they want to learn is D&D, then it doesn't matter how simple or clean or whatever anything else is. They wanted to learn D&D. Let's just teach them D&D.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, You know, but that also kind of, you know, takes you to the point of, but if they're interested in gaming in general, and you have a few systems that you enjoy, hook Mm -hmm. them with something easy, like D&D, because everybody, you know, that's what everybody talks about. When people say they play D&D, they could very well be talking about playing a different game anyway, but hook them with D&D, and then... Say, hey, okay, next week we're going to play something different. It's going to be like
0: this, but it's different. Um, Beardroid is saying, and I think this is a this is going to be a good segue, or not even a segue, just another counter idea to this, that Watsy has a board game called The Adventure Begins. It's meant to introduce RPGs as a board game. Um, that is also a clever idea, and I would say that John were here and since he's not i'll say in his stead that the goonies board game is also a really good answer yep. here Very um, or
1: even hero, quest.
0: Mm, the new I've never hero played quest hero quest i've never played never played any of them i
1: i actually never got to play hero quest i um I played other games that were similar to it but you know they had all the cool miniatures uh, a bunch of cool scattered terrain and, and all that stuff and the game was really solid really fun so the the true best intro I don't think there is a true best intro. Because if you've got if you have somebody, a game master that like I said, who is very skilled at pulling away all the extra junk and just teaching the basics of, of the game in any system really, you should be okay. Um and, and to me, that's the true best form is whatever that game master can connect to that player with, because every player yeah. is going to be different.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very true. So that's, that's a quick topic I thought we could cover and I think we did a good job there. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's do, let's take a, like a hard right turn or left turn, whichever way you aren't expecting us to turn. That's the way we're going to turn. Okay. Um, Let's talk about. so, Troy, you had originally kind of, and this has been on our board for a long for time. for a very long time. since we've had a board, I think you've you've thrown this up there. And it doesn't get covered for a couple of reasons. Um, we haven't covered it. The first one being that uh, it mentioned critical role, even though it really wasn't about critical role, right. And I think, we were trying to um, spare John having any, you know, required discussion in that vein, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then we also uh, just, I think, weren't sure how we wanted to approach this topic, um, and so I've now probably built it up more than more than necessary. But um, Troy, you're you were. Interested in talking about romance in D anD D, or romance in gaming? Yeah. And your big problem, your biggest problem with Critical Role, which I assuming all that is kind of tied together in some form or fashion.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what inspired the second campaign.
0: Mm -hmm. Is
1: what really inspired me, or inspired this topic for me? Okay. in the, in the first campaign of Critical Role, there was, you know, inter-party and uh, an intra-party romances going on. Okay. And, f- and it felt natural because, you know, before, before you get to uh, meet the characters of Critical Role in their first episode, mm-hmm. they have been playing this campaign already for quite some time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... If you if you've listened to any critical role or listened to any anything about them you know that they go very in-depth with things they go very um, right they're very role play heavy they're trained actors they're they improv uh, have improv backgrounds things like that mm-hmm so they're very comfortable with certain themes and aspects of that I don't think really belong at most tables Mm. because I think they could very easily get out of hand, go sideways and make somebody feel very uncomfortable. And, but in in campaign one, it felt very, okay. Yeah, this makes, this makes sense. It kind of flows. Uh, it, to me, it kind of, it, it would drag the story down just, just a little bit in campaign two. Um, there was more of the romance stuff going on mm-hmm. and it did not feel to me, it did not feel as natural as campaign one did. Fair enough. And when they would, when they would go into the, uh, the, the romance part of the sessions, it it's like, okay, this is not furthering the adventure. Furthering the story, furthering the character development and things like that. Yes. But furthering the story at hand.
0: No, not so much. And it was
1: yeah. just kind of, it was it, to me. It was like, sometimes it was cringy to listen mm-hmm. to because I would be like, you know, if that was happening at my table, I'd be kind of like, okay, let's fade to black. Whatever happens, happens. That's fine. hmm. Um, give me the, give me the cliff notes version and let's move on. And, and that's kind of, that was the, the impetus of this topic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're not, so, so the topic started off as like romantic relationships in your D D game, but really it's about, we, we decided to couch it in less specific and more in like, what are those things that you like or try to avoid? Let me rephrase that. Let me restart. What are those things that you do your best to avoid having in your game at your table? Um, and uh, I think, I think we, you started with this one, so we might as well continue with it. Um, I largely agree with you. That said, did I tell you that in my Eberron campaign... Uh, there was a romance that sprung up. No. Um. I'll, let me see if I can give like the the uh, the Cliff Notes version for you. <laughs> um. Uh, but no, I had a uh, uh, a gal playing at my table that. Uh, not a romance is probably too harsh of a or too too not too harsh too soft of a word. Uh, this is my home crew. We're all very comfortable. Like, They're a great team. Great group of people. I have no problems with them, basically, ever. Um, when they rolled up in a new Eberron campaign where they played like a handful of them, um, she plays this, will do anything to further her research, sort of scientist. And that included... Uh, seducing or 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 tempting NPCs. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, I decided, I think, that my line for what I'm willing to walk down is close is a shorter line than what hers was. Um, <laughs> though we weren't too far off. But, um, and I've had in that same group, that group is where most of that sort of thing happens, but they've had like inner character, little, I would call them like almost cute romances. They're not like, mm-hmm. they don't take up a huge chunk of the story, but you know, maybe once every six sessions, there would be a little moment or a little thing, or one of them would, when they were out in water deep one of them would find a thing a trinket or a magic item or whatever and they would buy it for the other one or you know things of that nature right like that stuff i can i'm happy to have all day because it does add this other little layer Mm -hmm. but there is this line that i think i the eberron campaign kind of informed me that i had it's like I don't necessarily need it to fade to black as soon as a die is rolled, right? As soon as you roll that persuasion check or that performance check. But I don't want it to go super far past that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think a big part of that is because we are playing, like, like, in a very real way, we are playing with emotions. Mm-hmm. In, in in every every time we sit down at the table you know you can get really anxious playing uh, an rpg you can get really excited you can get you know down depressed like you were we were talking about that in our discord right like the idea of playing a world war 2 or a world war 3 yeah. game like that's a heavy idea for some of us right yeah. um and i think the the same thing is true here like like you're playing with you're interacting with people in a way that inspires emotions and I like like I would just rather not do that because people get invested in their characters and they they embody their characters a lot of time and they put a lot of thought and mm-hmm. intention and a, and a lot of themselves into their characters. I know I do, right? Like it's not me, but there's a part of me in this character. Yeah, and it's so a there's just process. aspects it, and and so I mean, I, I need I need to let you talk, but I, I would extend this into torture and other things, right? Yeah. Like there's just certain emotions or mindsets that I would rather not have as part of the thing that you're investing with me at the table. Right. Exactly.
1: And a lot of a lot of my issue with what was going on. Now, let me also say I I am a Critical Role fan. I do enjoy listening to it or watching it when I have the opportunity. Um, and th- when th- when they're doing those kinds of things, those, those deeper dives into the romantic side mm-hmm. of things or whatever, to me, that's when it ceases to become a game being played and it is a show to be enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You know, because there is no, there's no mechanics involved, you know, anything like that. It's just, here's a, here's a peek behind the curtain, so to speak, um, into the, into the lives of, of, of these heroes, these adventurers during their downtime. And one of, I think, I think I wrote that on our idea log after an episode that for, I, I think it was about an
0: hour yeah, I remember you talking about this.
1: Yeah, they described a date between two of the the, the player characters. And it was like... Now, they did it in a great way. They were, the, the, the subject matter of the date was really interesting. It was like a walk down. I want to show you what my life was like before mm-hmm. we met kind of thing. So it was a very interesting series of events but it's also like uh this is very much and while the the, the players seem to be very interested in it the other players because they were really intrigued by all this stuff going on it was like ah uh, if this was an actual game being played at a table you know that where we don't have a lot of time and you know, we have busy lives and and things like that. And millions of people aren't watching. I don't know that that would fly very well.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. And so, yeah, it it just, you know, frustrated me listening to it, even though it was kind of, it was interesting. It was just like, this is not furthering the, uh, the search for certain characters or the, or the race to find the next artifact or, or anything like that. It's, Oh my gosh, you're taking this whole hour to talk about a date. And, you know, some people enjoy that. And that's great. It was just, uh, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. Enjoy it. But like you said, it, it also goes into what other topics do you stay away from completely or, you know, touch on and then do a fade to black for your own, um, games. Mm-hmm. Cause I know I have, I have one or two that I'm just kind of like, yeah, I understand that this kind of thing exists in would exist in this type of a world. Um does and probably would happen in this type of world, but I kind of really don't want to yeah, get into it too deep, you know? So let's just touch on it and go.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I think I think the other one for me and I'm I'm a little bit flexible on this depending on the system, but I think another one for me is torture, especially when the characters are involved Mm -hmm. like if it's a thing that's off camera or that a villain is doing and players like walk in and see i don't mind some of that you know sometimes that's the thing that you need you need you need that that person for you to rescue Mm -hmm. and and they're they're strung up or whatever right like However, you need to convey that. Like, I don't mind that. I get there's a level of uncomfortableness for me. Not uncomfortable. It's just like I don't want to mess with it when players want to torture a NPC. I'm like, if that's what you want to do, fine. I just don't really want to get into that. Um, Like, it's it's not something that I want to dwell in Mm -hmm. because. Probably if I'm being honest, it's like, if it's me communicating a scene, like I just mentioned, that's, I can control that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I can,
0: you know, you said peek behind the curtain, right? I can make sure that that peek is exactly as much as I want or feel comfortable with. But as soon as there's multiple people involved, it's very hard to reel it back in when you've given somebody the reins to engage in something like that, right? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, Bear Droid brings up my exact point. Yeah. Are you still the heroes if you're waterboarding goblins? Yeah. And I I prefer my games that I run to be heroic. I mm-hmm. Even when I play, I always want to be the hero. I want to be the, you know... Yeah. I want to be part of the group that saves the day. That's why I'm playing this game. I don't, yeah. I don't play role-playing games D and D to be murder hobos that just goes through and lays waste to the town so I can have all the stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I think it sounds it kind of sounds wrong, but if it's me as the DM torturing a player character. That's one thing because I'm all the bad guys. And when I say torture the player characters, I'm talking about like the scene from Casino Royale, something like that, where, you know, you're, you're not flaying skin from bone and, and things like that. It's, you're kind of, you're try they're trying to get the, the PC to talk or something like that. And they're getting roughed up a yeah. little bit And you know, it's not going to last a really long time because the other PCs are going to run in and save the day. Yeah. If, for me, if the PCs are going to resort to torture, it has to be a, a moral quandary for them. It has to be, we have to have this information. We have to have it now, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a thing. And I want, you know, at least a good 50% of the, of the table saying, we can't torture them. That's not going to get us anywhere. It's like, we don't have time kind of like kind of like uh almost like the scene from taken when he's torturing yeah uh marco he Mm -hmm. he's doing it because he is desperate yeah it's not the default it's the desperate
0: yeah yeah um and and i i i think i agree with by and large all of what you just said like I still avoid it when it comes to players. And I think torture, I think you painted the right picture in the sense of like, some players would say that what I do is torturous. But it's not, (laughs) like, physically vicious. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to put a caveat in that. There are some systems that I will lean a little bit over the line. Um, not a lot, but I am but the line is shifted slightly. okay. One of those would be like and I, I, I don't have a perfect example of this yet, but I could see a moment in a call of Cthulhu campa- campaign. Oh, definitely, right um, where they torment of the that's, mind or the body the or the soul. Yeah that's
1: the word. It's not torture. Yeah. It's torment.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I I there 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 that and 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 I think there's other systems um like the one that I'm kind of obsessed over at the moment, Merkborg, where the players aren't heroes. Yeah. And in those cases, I will bend the line a little bit there. Not a lot, but there's right. a little bit of wiggle room depending on what we're playing. Yeah. Um Probably and sh- things like- yeah.
1: probably shadows yeah. the demon lord very similar.
0: Yeah, yeah. If I ever get around to that one, um, I'll we'll have that conversation. Um, so yeah, I think we feel that way about torture. What are other things that kind of stick in our craw? Uh,
1: my one of my one of the things that makes me very uncomfortable, um, at my tables is player characters role playing blatant racism. Okay. And it usually, it, it just, it's like, I I understand what they're, you know, I kind of understand what they're trying to do because they're trying to lean into that whole, you know, maybe the orcs and, orcs, orcs and dwarves or elves and dwarves just don't like each other. And so they, you know, I hate all elves or, you know, kind of a thing. It's like, oh, okay. But two of your, two of the player characters characters are elves why why are you going with that well because where i'm from and it's and it's just like "Mm, okay but it's gonna make it if if you're if you're it's tricky right it's very tricky if you're doing if you're doing the i hate dwarves i hate elves thing but it's like lord of the rings where it's more like they have a low opinion of each other.
0: Yeah. Lord of the Rings is a good way to discuss this because you're right. There's a low opinion there and the low opinion is largely based on history. Right. And in many ways that's like saying that one country has a low opinion of another country. It also is that their history of strife goes all the way back to their deities and their purpose and creation. Right. So like, Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, so like I could argue a way for like that's being reasonable, but on the flip side, I would say that it's still certainly presented as one race really despising another race because they are that other race Mm -hmm. and they have this history. In addition to that, though, if you're going to use Lord of the Rings, which is a perfect example, you say, well, are you okay with racism towards orcs? Who in the Lord of the Rings sense are, are you know, abominations, they are twisted, they are ir- unredeemable. Like there's no, right. they are a creature of evil and there's nothing that can be done to resolve that.
1: Right. That, it, that is a, you know, that is a solid session zero <laughs> discussion. Um, yeah. And also very setting specific. 'Cause you know, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't I would I could enjoy playing in a game or running a game set in Lord of the Rings that is true to that sensibility. Yeah. Because you're going to then say, Okay, here are the allowable character races that you can play and guess what? Orc and half orc do not appear on that list.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Well and, and that's my thing. That I guess that's my one. I do not like racism at a game when the when they're playing the character ra- races. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, that that makes I feel
0: hard. yeah, I, and this is a bigger topic in many ways, uh, as far as racism and, and how right. you yeah, interpret yeah, yeah. that. But I would say like it it gets it's just noodley, right? Because I have a strong opinion about what racism should or could mean in the Forgotten Realms. hmm as a setting, I have opinions about Middle Earth, and they aren't the same opinion, and I, it's, it's going to be another opinion if I go into another setting. Um, I think the, the 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 only thing that I can say there is, like, I try to make a value judgment on is what you're presenting in your character appropriate for the this that setting. Had. Yeah. Yeah. If it's, if it's appropriate... And by appropriate, what I mean is like, if there's a reason that this race hates that race or a reason that this race is evil based on canon, Mm -hmm. great. I will live by that, but I'm also not going to let you run around just, you know, if your whole character build is about being racist, then we're going to have a conversation at some point. Yeah. Yeah. uh, or racist, or, or diff, you know, if you're a dwarf and you hate elves, and that's the only part about your character that ever comes up is that you hate elves. Uh, we're going to have a conversation. Um, it's now, just a mess. It, it, but it,
1: it is a mess. And it should always, if you're going to allow you know, that kind of a thing, that kind of bigotry in your game, because I mean, let's face it, bigotry exists in society. We all know this. Um it's kind of one of those real world things that is a trope in fantasy literature, sci-fi literature and entertainment, all that kind of stuff. If you, if you treat it with the, the sensibility of, Hey, it's still a bad thing. Mm -hmm. It's not glorified. It's not, held aloft as a, a, an attribute to be proud of it's something to be fought against then okay it's still a da- it's still kind of a dangerous topic to play with like if you, it's like okay yeah you're all dwarves and dwarves and elves don't get along blah 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 okay great they're going around talking smack about elves all the time they run into a bunch of trouble they're running away from it and right smack dab into a bunch of elves and the elves help them out yeah. Now they're like, oh, but wait a minute, we've always heard stories.
0: Yeah, you know that's a good point. I think that's that's what I would settle on for just a moment and that is that the conversate this particular conversation really comes down to an individual level. Yes and but I what I mean by that is you as the DM, especially at a home game, you as the DM probably know if this player is doing this because he wants or she wants to vent or because they have frustrations or opinions in this way and this is their way of letting those opinions be known in a way that doesn't get them in trouble, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote. Or if this is someone who is trying to play towards what they understand the world to be like for this setting. And if it's that last one, I don't think you're going to have a big problem and I don't think that there's a lot of danger. If it's, I think the danger that we want to be keeping an eye out for, and this is true for not just this one, but all the topics we're going to talk about and more, is when when you encounter a person at your table that is using RPGs to facilitate their fantasy of vice.
1: Yes, they they want to use it as a platform to espouse their rhetoric.
0: Expouse and and explore. Right. Yeah.
1: And it's like, no. If if you want to build build a character who has something against an entire race of, of beings in your world because you want to then explore how that player character overcomes that bigotry, okay. Yeah. As long as it's as long as everybody else at the table's cool with that, that's yeah. something we could talk about. But yeah, if if, if any in really any of these, if anybody at your table is gonna be like eh, I don't know if I like that or not, then toss the idea. It goes. Yeah. Because this yeah. is It's tricky. None of these things are worth destroying the friendships that could be destroyed.
0: Yeah. You know, over. Yeah. It. Do you have anything else that comes to mind?
1: Uh uh, something that, that that you want to and, and it comes up quite a bit um, and and it again it's kind of a it's like the torture thing, um, the harming of children. Mm. You know, I've played I've played in a lot of groups when you know during session zero, when when the question is asked, what don't you want? What what do you not want to see yep. at all in this game? Yeah, one of the first ones that gets thrown out is, I don't want to see children be harmed. Mm-hmm. And it's like. That's that's good. Okay. Um, now, I will say, you know, the these are, it's all fantasy. It's not something that is actually happening. Nor do I wish it to happen. But when when you yeah, no anecdoting exactly, when uh, when you show the the deep seated evil. That is your. That is the uh, antagonist, and and the the heroes walk into the village and they see the carnage and you describe the bodies. You know, you don't describe them in detail,
0: mm-hmm. but you you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, when when uh, you when Troy's you st- pausing here because, yeah. uh, Mitch asked if Troy was wearing a Christmas sweater. Uh, Troy's a festive fella. Uh, yeah. I mean, like he, he couldn't wait one more day. That's the nope. that's the truth nope. of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, when you describe the the body, you know, the the body of a child, or like just the arm sticking out of the wreckage, or, or whatever, that gives a visceral reaction from the player characters most of the time. That. Mm-hmm. That solidifies the hate for the Big Bad. And it's kind of one of those, you know, yeah, I don't want to dwell on it. I don't want to glorify it or really talk a lot about it. But, you know, you, you, you drop that little suggestion of, you know, there was kids in this village too. Hmm. to me it's like is that a line to cross is that do you go is that the line right there do you stop there do you not go there at all do you leave it completely unspoken and Hmm. and i ask because not too long ago we had a guest and they were talking about their um their scarred lands the, the new scarred lands kickstarter that they had not too long ago and I, I backed it. Now, now I can't remember what the name of it was. The Rust,
0: right? Uh, are you talking about Travis Leg?
1: Yeah. What was it? Anyway, and he, and he talked about how they would take kids and change them mm-hmm. into creatures that could like what sniff out magic or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, to me, that's going, you know, yeah, that's hurting a child. That's, that's torture to a child that, you know, you're almost killing this child, Mm -hmm. but it also elicits a visceral reaction. It's, it's a storytelling. You don't want to lean on it. You don't want to use it a lot Mm -hmm. and you don't want to get too graphic with it. Mm -hmm. you know just the mere Mm -hmm. suggestion of it is usually enough to you know get people really fired up and ready for the for the end game battle that you know is going to come (laughs) Um, I'm one of them I get really worked up like when you're watching a movie and you see something like that um, yeah I get real oh you know I I can't Mm -hmm. wait to see that person die kind of a kind Mm -hmm. of a feeling Mm hmm. Hmm. What about what about about you?
0: Um. You know, there's several things that would probably come up on a lot of lists for folks. Um, Things that I'm thinking of right now are things like self-harm or suicide. Um, I think, though, that uh, I don't have a hard answer for that because I just had as an example in, in a in a game, someone choosing to die, to sacrifice, to really to, I mean, they were choosing it, so it is certainly an aspect of suicide um, because they felt like it bettered the story and it helped some of the other characters, or it helped, it, you know, it, it, their death had a purpose, right? Um, now, th- there are some tables where that isn't, that's still not going to be okay, right? Like, where... Um, they just don't want to go into that territory at all, and that's a reasonable statement. I think I think I would steer more in the lines of, and i but uh, it may also be that I just really haven't had to deal with that sort of a thing as a thing, and it's not something that I would do as a as a plot point by and large. Um, yeah, their heroic sacrifice, as Baratroyd calls it, I think that's a reason in my mind that's reasonable, but in some people's mind. Maybe it's not reasonable, um, especially if there's any way to avoid it, right? Um, uh, you know, there's also, I think, um, other things that I would draw in. Obviously, there's there's certain types of horrific element, you know, whether that's gore or possession is a big one for a lot of people. I, I had... Gr- Uh, Again, this isn't one that Zach necessarily steers away from, or completely avoids, but I have played in home groups. I've been a part of tables where the idea of possession or demons is just off the table. I've been with people who say the idea of spirits and ghosts and things of that nature, not demonic possession, but like spiritual possession of that sort of thing is off the table. Um to that end, I think and, and, and I think Zach doesn't focus on those things, but they aren't completely removed. Um harm to animals is another one that I was thinking about. Um
1: and, and to me again harm to animals being uh another way as long as to me as long as it happens off camera, like they walk in on the aftermath. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like another way to elicit that visceral response. Um, Now, one thing that I will say about the harm to animals that I don't agree with is if you have an animal companion Mm -hmm. and that animal companion aids you in combat (laughs) and then you tell me that
0: they can't uh, die, and they can't get you hurt. Can, can't, you know, yeah. I
1: don't. I don't want animal animals to be hurt or anything like that. It's like, well, then you can't have an animal companion, because if if my my bads are fighting you and your animal is in there in the fight helping, it's a target.
0: Yeah,
1: and yeah. if that's going to that's offend you, definitely you tricky. Don't
0: get to have yeah. it. yeah, I think that's more tricky in things that are. Um. Uh, I think that in certain RPGs, animals are going to be more of a big deal. Yeah. I'll say it that way. Yeah. Um, and 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 Mitch, you're absolutely right. Mitch is saying that there's, there's a difference between suicide and heroic sacrifice. I think that they're, they're definitely, yeah. in my opinion, they are completely different as well. I would say though that I'm not certain that. My definition of heroic sacrifice, or sacrifice in general, let's remove the her- word heroic for a moment, is going to be the exact same as someone else's, and it mm-hmm. might—I might skirt the edges of my definition, and what somebody else might be considering just self-harm or suicide without justifiable heroism or whatever, right? Yeah,
1: it's it, it is a super super tough yeah. topic, super delicate. Uh, another are, are you done with your list? Or you got some- well,
0: the, the only other one that I was thinking about, um, and see, I, I have all these things that I think about, but I don't think that I have like a heart. I'm careful with these. How about that? This is the list okay. of things that Zach is careful with, right? The other one would be like mental health in general, especially yeah. like mental disorders, if that's uh, if that's an okay way of saying that at the moment. Um, I don't want to... But... Um,
1: not knowing, not knowing the acceptable terminology. That's what we're going to use.
0: Yeah, yeah. Not, not, um,
1: meaning, not meaning to offend anyone, but
0: yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that that storytelling is filled with, you know, Crazy Joe or whoever, right? Like we have this. That's definitely a trope. We've used that word before. We've used the idea of a trope of of uh, people who are either. Born with something like that, a, a disablement or a, a, a disorder, um, is a thing. But also, people who are broken, and mm-hmm. I'll, I use that because I'm about to say by something like a Cthulian monster, right? Um, and then they are they are forever distorted, their minds ripped yeah, to shreds. Snapped. You know, like like that's all.
1: That's part of the of that game, though. That it is,
0: is it is. Yeah. But I have had conversations with folks who would argue that it doesn't have to be, and so it is something that I think about as far as if I'm going to inject something of that nature into a story, into an adventure, into mm-hmm. a tale. Um, am I doing it in a way that isn't? that feels like it belongs okay yeah does that make sense mm-hmm. um and it and feels like it's you know a, a reasonable outcome and and uh uh isn't zach trying to wedge something in because he thinks it would be really disturbing
1: yeah or or you're making light of it or trying to make fun
0: <laughs> bear droid exactly we could do just so that like Anything that was done by Game of Thrones villains is off limits, or really even Game of Thrones heroes, because I'm not yeah. sure there's a difference. There's but not many. Yeah,
1: yeah. One of, yeah. one of my really big things. Yeah, rape, any any kind mm-hmm. of sexual violence yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, I would
0: tear away from that. Yeah, it
1: it it just, you know, if 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 it happens in the world, in the game world, we don't talk about it. It doesn't happen in in any scenes. We don't. It's not something that's alluded to, it's not something that's suggested, and it would definitely not be something that I would tolerate even to be joked about at the table. It's like, okay you can you can stop that right now. This is your first last and only warning, yeah kind of a situation that's, yeah, It's, for a, it's sure. a hard yeah, no.
0: yeah 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 yeah, yeah, that's fair
1: um, yep, and com- comes back to discussing it with the players. that's definitely one that you want to talk about way yep, up yep. front.
0: There are some really good sheets. I think we've ended up kind of maneuvering into like consent or session zero talk. Mm-hmm. Um, There's some really good sheets. Like have checklists, and you can give those to your players. Um, here's here's the thing that I would encourage. I think that sort of thing is great. Um, I would encourage you to just find it. It's not going to work at a at a con game or whatever but it's your home games I would encourage you to find the types of games that your players want to play Yes. as opposed to focus not again not saying that these sheets shouldn't be a part of your thing but I would encourage you to find the games that your players and the themes and the topics and the ideas that your players want in their stories as opposed to making all of your sessions here talk about what should not be included um because um, as a DM, I think I'll, I'll give an example. my session zeros talk about like hey if we don't have a list, but I say, hey if there's something you don't want us to do, let's let's get that off the table. Um, but then also um, I talk about like what do we want out of this? Um, you know what are your here who are your characters? what are their goals, those sorts of things right? Um, I have a car- a player, who we've talked about on the show before. Awesome guy, um, deathly afraid of spiders. If I had given him a checklist that had spiders on it, he would have checked the list for no spiders, please. Um, I did not know this ahead of time, and so um, Oops. introduced spiders, and um, uh, he had a. It, it's very valid, and uh, this is not in any way, Zach making fun of anyone, um, but had a hard time looking at the computer screen at times, right? Because they're, you know, tokens on the Roll20 board. Um, uh, but after we finished that session, he said, you know, I actually really appreciated that. Because it did bring up some like I was uncomfortable, but it added to the thing. And I I felt like in a way it was actually helpful for me in working through this phobia that I have this thing. And he said I never would have asked for it before, but having kind of been put in the moment, it it was useful. Um, so again, that that's not going to happen all the time, and I don't want that to be your focus. Is all well. let's try to fix every, let's try to help everybody work through the things that terrify them or that make them uncomfortable. Um, but I would say that the reason that that worked is because that group had is very comfortable with each other I was giving them by and large the types of stories and things that they wanted to play and so when we created a comfortable uh, you could so some might use the word safe environment even when something foreign and, and uncomfortable came into that environment it could be handled with, and and worked through and sorted, and it it doesn't override the game. Um, so my my encouragement is, uh, uh, if if I'm going to kind of start peeling away from this topic, is don't focus on these things over much in that session zero, and try to try to find the things that are going to make your players really excited mm-hmm. and fall in love with the story and fall in love with uh you know the band of players and you that that they're going to be meeting with every week or every other week and i think these things all become much easier to handle at that point on
1: yeah because session zero can definitely become a downer real quick when you're just beating on all of the okay here's what we're not going to do what else you know what else don't you want to have in this game you know Here's all the bad things, and here's what we're not going to tolerate, and blah 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 blah. It can definitely turn into, man, what am I getting into? Kind yeah. of a situation. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it can get kind of it can get kind of rough um, if you just, you know, and if you if you do convention games or public public space games in, in any way you don't have time to go over these lists and and things like that and have a session zero because you're getting new players. They're going to sit here at your table for four hours. They're going to get up and go to another table. So you're not going to have enough time to get through all of, you know, to get down to all of their stuff. So Mm -hmm. what I would encourage is, you know, just all the really, really bad stuff. Just don't talk about, leave Mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. It doesn't need to happen. All of the stuff that would make anybody potentially super uncomfortable, gone. Um, And hopefully, if a player comes to your table that is deathly afraid of spiders, they're going to tell you that ahead of time. If not, or if you forget to ask, or whatever.
0: Oh, you'll get that reaction, because I've definitely had it when you pull out the spider mini (laughs) at at an AL, and they're like, (gasps) then you you slowly retract your hand and say, all right, cool. Did not recognize did not know that that was going to happen, but I've got another mini back here that we'll put instead yeah, of Yeah,
1: that, so suddenly so. it's it's a group of poisonous sheep. Yeah. Or T- something, you know, Kid just bears, yeah. yeah. poisonous teddy bears, whatever it might be. You know, just uh, yeah. just be ready to not offend or 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 yeah. you know, or torture yeah. your players while you're trying to run a game. Um, Here's a-
0: Here's the thing here, Troy. I, I, we don't have to spend much time on this because we're closing out, but maybe it'll kind of make us look at this from a new light or a different angle. Um, are there things that you don't want in your game, not because they're not taboo, but because you just don't want to do that? So that this kind of walks backwards a little bit to yeah. where we were talking about the romantic relationships, right? Aside, Aside from that part? But, but, yeah, just those things that, like, I don't I don't care about this at all. If you had your druthers, it's not like a hard, like, draw a line in the sand. But like, I don't want to do this. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you okay. one real quick. Oh, okay. Um, this is secret, so don't tell any players that might be listening. But I don't want to run a shopping trip ever. Uh, uh, Right on. (laughs) I will do it because I recognize that it is a part of the game and people love it. And I actually spend a lot of time like making magic shops and all, if you want to go, if your heroes have stepped up in the world and they want to go buy their, or have a tailor make them their like ball gown Mm -hmm. or their, 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 their new uniforms or whatever, I will do that for you. I will I will I will make a tailor NPC, I'll describe the shop, we'll talk about fabrics, we'll do the whole thing. I don't really want to do it.
1: <laughs> I don't really want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. Um Yeah. That could I mean, it depends. It depends on how deep down they want to dig on the shopping trip. Yeah. Like like you said, if if we're talking about well, I need I need a nice soft fabric, and you know, and they and they and they want that's a whole exactly yeah. Bunch that's what that's detail. what my crews
0: thrive on.
1: You know, I don't I don't know that much about fabrics. You know, three hundred count sheets, six hundred count. I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm, well, not gonna, like,
1: I'm not going to research that.
0: <laughs> I I adore my players, so it's not like like I I am willing to put up with their nonsense because they have to put up with mine, right? Right. But yeah, they'll right. be like, oh, this is a ha- what sort of tailor is this? Oh, well, he generally makes hats and overcoats. Well, what hats are on the display?
1: Now, okay. Dad
0: Dadgummit. All right, fine. I got to go to Pinterest. Give me five minutes.
1: <laughs> now, are they doing that because they know you hate it?
0: No, no, okay. no. I Like, if, if, if they are listening to this, this is the first time they've ever heard this. This is not something that Zach expresses. Zach comes ready to play, and if you tell me you're going to do a shopping trip, Zach makes it. Right? Because again, now, uh <laughs> uh I'm, and bear droids, I am assuming asking, are are you sure they don't know? I'm pretty sure because they do it a lot, and it, it does not seem like they are doing it facetiously because they know. And again, I will do it. I, I'm it's a good trade. It's a good trade to get to DM for the these crews all the time. If I have to do a shopping trip every fourth session, um, uh, it's okay. But I listen, here's what Zach would rather do. This comes down to Zach, right? I would rather you say, we say, oh, we're gonna do a shopping trip. Great. You have 500 gold. Here's a website. Let's step outside a character for a moment and let's just talk about these spreadsheets. And let's 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 talk about the gear that you want. And let's, you know, say, well does I want a masterwork is there a masterwork sword here? It's not a oh, masterwork isn't really in five E. Could I make a 5e masterwork thing? Masterwork
1: like, is in this season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um that conversation about shopping, Zach will do with you all day, because Zach loves resource management. I just don't care about the
1: you don't want you don't want Gilmore, Gilmore's glorious goods. You yeah. just want just look to the PHB and tell me what you buy.
0: No, I, and again, Zach, one of Zach's favorite things about D anD D is resource management. So I want to have that conversation where it's like, okay, we're going into the dungeon. We're in this tiny town. We have thirty gold. What are we going to buy? That's a great conversation. Zach will have that all day. It's the it's the fun we have. Thirty thousand gold to blow. And so we're all going to get new uniforms. I don't care. Cool. (laughs) I
1: I don't care. Yeah. So that you've just described every shopping session of critical role in your Travis, your Travis Willingham.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's fair. Um, I don't, I don't know that there's anything that (laughs)
0: Craig, Craig's Craig's hit it. Romancing the shopkeeper. Perfect storm. Exactly.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Which is, yeah. Um,
1: I can't think of anything that is not bad that i that I don't want to do you know Because mm-hmm. um, i I don't mind shopping trips i don't it's when one thing that that uh gets me is like when you know, shopping trips are going through town or going through a library mm-hmm. and they start doing the uh I pick up a book what is it? <laughs> uh well it's uh it's a this oh, who wrote it Oh for shit's sake
0: <laughs> yeah that's what i love like, i man, love are you kidding me? what what they're asking troy listen you got to change your mindset what they're asking there with a book books are the best they're saying i am giving you an opportunity to lore dump do you want to take it and i always say yes to that well, it,
1: it, yes but it depends it, it's like wait a minute this
0: I will uh, make it up on the fly. Why, like, why, it does not matter. This?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it, to me, that's one of those situations where, you know, we were talking about splitting the party, you know, in our previous episode, where it's one half of the group is is fighting, the other yeah. half of the group is is combat, yeah. and you're switching back and forth. That's me when it's all of a sudden out of left field. Uh, what you want to know? You want to know what? <laughs> uh, and it, my mind, a lot of times, we just go. Unless I ha- unless it's something that I can if there's something that was that I could feed off of, it'd yeah. be one thing. But if it's I just, co- if I'm getting asked yeah. cold, it's like oh, uh well I know I have a bunch of lists of books and authors and stuff somewhere on my computer. <laughs> Crap. Uh, yeah.
0: No, it's it's it it's story time. If you ask about a book in Zach's campaign, you're gonna get a like you're like, getting a story. The, I got in so much fun trouble by in our middle earth game because books are super important and scrolls and things like anything magic is important in middle earth. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when they're in this tower from the second age and they find a book by golly, they want to know what that book's about. Right. And what language it's written in and who might have penned it and in what age, what year, right? Like, is there any dates in this book? And, um, I like that was so much fun to just like, oh, yeah, the, the, the module from Rime of the Frostmaiden that I'm converting says that there's a there's a book in here about necromancy and it talks about the components necessary to build a flesh goal or whatever. Right. Like I and you're like, all right, on the fly, we're going to translate this to something that makes sense for Middle Earth and it's going to be weird. And it that. Yeah, Zach gets excited. Um, Bairdroid said resource management hates tracking food and water.
1: It depends if if it's important. Like if if, if it's a if it's just regular run of the mill D anD D running through the forest and doing stuff. No, you yeah. can you can find stuff. Yeah. That's it's whatever. Yeah. But if it's a session or two where it's like you have to cross this desert and there's stuff that's going to happen. Yeah. And you make it, and you somehow gamify it. Mm-hmm. Then I'm all about it. But yeah, if you're just like, okay, you went through the, the, the this day, tick off three three boxes of water, tick off a couple boxes of rations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, what? What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that that's uh, well. that's gonna be Zach's big thing. Um, like like. I've, uh, that's the only thing that I had on my no, end, shopping I, trips. You know, I, I guess it
1: would have to come up. It would. It would have to be something that would that would present itself and me go. Oh, this is what Zach was talking about. Just right here.
0: I don't want to do this. I don't.
1: Wanna, I don't want to do this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then I'll call yeah. you up. You know, at like three o'clock in the morning. and like Zach. It happened. I
0: understand. I, <laughs> I, I understand. I found. I found my shopping trip. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I also had a group that wanted to rent an apartment and I enjoyed that except that um so so here's the thing they I want romance that, the landlord no okay. um here here's the thing if you say that I immediately go to there's a story to be had you're gonna you're gonna it's like a troll school manner, right like mm-hmm. there's something about whatever place you pick that's gonna get weird or interesting or exciting like Oh boy, here we go, right? I I spent this is story time loosely. I spent an unreasonable amount of time scouring Pinterest for cool-looking buildings that felt like they would fit in Waterdeep. Okay. That were that were completely different from each other, right? And felt like they contained a story. Then I went to the monstrous map on the Waterdeep wiki and found where they would be in the town in the different districts and things, right? And then I wrote up bills of sale, like like basically like a uh a, a, a um realtor's pitch, right? Like mm-hmm. like and then I had little adventures, little things that would happen if you bought this one. You, and then I also had ideas about like, well, if you buy that, you have to, you know, let, let's say, so like there was one, uh, there was one tower that was in the middle of a cemetery. And the idea was that like, it's one of those people that like refused to sell. And so in the middle of Waterdeep, there's this, this tower in the middle of a cemetery and it's, it's gothic and cool and whatnot. It's like, oh yeah, there's definitely undead in this, in this building. Right. But if you clear it, you have a really strong fortification like that thing is going to be awesome and there's probably arcane secrets buried in the mausoleums underneath it and things and it'll just be cool right okay um, they wanted none of them Oh. Tur- turned down all of them and they're like what if we could we just look for like a, um, a little cottage where we could each have our own room we could pay like 600 gold a month, and either a little garden. And we could just do it like that. <laughs> and uh, so then Zach had to go hunting for a cottage house uh that made sense in Waterdeep. That was just a house with six bedrooms. With six bedrooms, That's and a that had a, like a map. I found one. I found one. It took a long time, but I found one. Listen, Zach loved all that first stuff. Mm-hmm. So much, happy to do that. Zach was like, "Can we not like like this house is just your, it's your um, cosmetic house. It's it's like um, I'm gonna age myself here, but it's like in like Oblivion or some other game where like the only reason you have this house is so that you can like have a place to dump the stuff from your adventure. Yeah, and so that you can dump money into it and be like, oh that's fun. Oh we want we want a new rug." Oh, it's dumb. Let's go on a shopping trip, <laughs> right? And uh, uh, there's not going to be a story that happens there. And also, I'm going to feel like a jackass if I burn that house to the ground, right? Because you told me basically you don't want anything exciting in there. You just want it to be a place that that's fun, and you can live, and you can relax, and you can decorate. Cool, great.
1: But what awesome. better? But what better way? What better safe way that doesn't trounce on any of the other bad things that we'd already did, have discussed? <laughs> what better way to get those player characters to hate your, your oh, big bad? You're saying
0: no harm to children, no harm to animals, yeah. but harm to houses. But
1: burn burn that sucker to the ground and, yeah. and let them watch their, their lovely rugs go up in smoke. And so you yes. can be like, yeah, make me go on a shopping trip again, will you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, listen, if you're one of my players And you're out there listening Keep doing your shopping trips Keep renting your house I don't really care And you put up with way too much stuff For me to <laughs> complain about it Anywhere but on this episode uh,
1: uh, uh, Zach will uh, have his revenge either he'll, either he'll kill your house Or he'll kill your character Either way That's right, yeah I'm not Maybe worried. both
0: Yeah, revenge is mine Vengeance will be mine Um I think that that we've kind of done a roundabout on this topic. I think so, too. Yeah. I feel good about it. Um, As we're closing out here, here's what I'm suggesting, Troy. At some point, when we get professional, I think we should just have a a pre-recorded outro that we could just weld on to the podcast Mm -hmm. so we can be more informal with the closing out here um, on the live stream. And then you can just lop and paste right and we are good to go um but until that happens um let's do let's do the thing um so if you are watching this on twitch or on youtube or on facebook live we would love it if you would give us a thumbs up and maybe share this uh this stream uh with a friend of yours who you think might enjoy it um if you uh if you're after the fact maybe or you're you you do not really mess with those a whole lot but you're still on social media we'd encourage you to head over to facebook and give us a like give us a comment give us a, a private message telling us about things that you liked about this episode or just want to chat or if you can't find the discord links that we we try to make them available but discord links are tricky um shoot us a message and that's a perfectly reasonable way for us to get you hooked up there um but in addition to all that, you might be listening on the podcast. And if you're listening on the podcast, um, there are other ways that you could help us out. And those ways are greatly appreciated. Um, give us some stars. Um, uh, the more stars, the better. We will give you a gold star for each star that you give us. So consider you consider yourself uh, uh, a five-star general every time you give our podcast five stars. Um, uh, you can also leave a review, like a written review. In fact, if you haven't done that and you enjoy this, I would, I would, um, uh, beg you to to make that happen because that is a huge way for podcasts yes. to get spread is those written reviews and ratings. Um, and then, of even course- if
1: you don't, if you if you if you're watching us live, hit hit us with a subscribe. You don't you don't ever have to listen to it, but hit a subscribe.
0: Yeah. Subscribe would be great. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And then, listen. So, in return, um, we have created a Discord channel just for you. Um, And we would love to share that link with you. Come in. Um, What we will say is that uh, it is, in some ways, just like a, a continuation of our episodes, and we definitely have conversations about our episodes on that but it's really more of your opportunity to be a part of the discussions uh, in a in a bigger way and to bring what you want to talk about to the table. We have channels in there for all sorts of things, from movies and books to new Kickstarters or new products that you've been buying or acquiring or that you just want to get out into the world. Uh, we'd love for you to share stuff there. And then there's just a regular chat channel. And... Um, uh, We had a great discussion of Twilight 2000. Some of our folks got that RPG in this week and had a good discussion about that as one of the things um, in there. Uh, And Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters. It's amazing Go see it. all, All these TV shows. There's a lot of fun discussions that are somewhat tied to RPGs, but are also just whatever our cool group of people want to talk about. So go ahead head over to that. Uh, there's links down in the show notes or you can message us on Facebook and we'll get you that one there. Um, I think with that we're gonna close this out. on Sunday we will be doing our next crowdfunding corner
1: number 10.
0: So um, bring your dollars um, because we're going to uh, we're gonna donate them to a good cause uh, which is Kickstarter. Yes um, I will note that, uh that is going to be on the 5th. Um, there is every possibility as we push further into December that we might miss an episode here or there. So there this may be the last crowdfunder of the year. You never know. Yeah. Um uh, but these are the best episodes and you should definitely go check them out. Uh with that, Troy, thank you so much for hanging out on your birthday. Um yeah.
1: it's a good way to spend the birthday.
0: Good way to spend a birthday. Um. Absolutely. And uh, so, until next week, uh, I'm gonna thank Bear Droid, Craig, Girk, Killalot, uh, Mitch. Um, who am I missing here? Uh, Troy. Uh,
1: we had we had uh, Geek Girl Lissa that was an earlier Geek Girl
0: Alyssa. Yep. Yep.
1: Oh, she's still here. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. We we've got Big Damn Judge. Um. Jewel. Paula Abdul, Paul Abdul, uh, go with him, Jeho, Jody Moon, and then that name that you guys, you and would... Capsis, okay oh, 6 I don't know. <laughs>
0: Cac-
1: Cac- oh. Cac- Cac- <laughs> Cac- Cac- awesome, Mister Mister Mixolik, Mister Awesome. All right.
0: Well, thank you, everybody, in live chat. uh, And until next week, we will see you next time.
1: Have a great game, everybody.